Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Matt. I'm Dory. This is Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure, a show that was about IVF while we were going through it. And now that we're not going through it currently, it's still about IVF. You tuned into the right place. <laughs> Um, what's new out there in Doryland? Um, what is new? Henry has gotten very potty curious. <laughs> yeah, he's dabbling, everyone. He's dabbling. In the, in the art of the potty. So, I... I don't know. I mean, like, he was, like, on board. It's funny. Dory will sometimes say something into the monitor, which has a microphone and a speaker on it. And Henry thinks that sometimes mom lives inside of the camera. (laughs) So he'll point Uh, to it and he'll say, "Uh, Mama. And, you know, I'll look at it. And if she's still sleeping, I can tell because she hasn't moved the camera. But today, I caught her in the act. And then she said hello in a voice that I would describe as deeper than mine. <laughs> it was your morning, that morning husk. Hello. Yeah. 
And then you asked if we wanted to go potty through the speaker, and he said yes. And then the second I put him on the ground, on the you know, put him on his feet, and said, "All right, let's go to the potty," he said, "No, Mama, in there." And he was pointing at the camera. So, uh. Dory claims he's used the potty. I've never seen it in action. Um. I mean, I've seen him sitting on it, but I've never seen him actually use it. Like, you and, and, and Gilma both claim that it has happened. I don't know if I believe it still. Um, it has happened many times. Look, I've never seen it. Well, Therefore, I don't believe it. Okay. So it made me a bad uh, religious person. Mm. You have so much doubt. Yeah, I'm like, I don't believe it. I haven't seen it. Next. <laughs> Um, yeah, so this has happened a few times in the last couple of days where like, I will go to change his diaper and he'll say, pee pee, pee pee. And I'll say, do you want to go pee pee in the potty? And he'll say yes. And then he'll go to the potty and he'll pee in the potty. There you go. But I asked him if he wanted to just be naked and not wear a diaper and he said no. So I was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um... So we'll 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 keep you abreast of his um, potty tendencies. I know that's why you all tune in every week. <laughs> yeah. Um. Other than that, not a ton to report. It is the dog days of August, you know. Yeah. It's sort of like that. Sort of, especially the, the two weeks before Labor, Labor Day. Day. Yeah. It's just sort of like we're all the world the, the 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 everyone's just sort of winding down. Yeah. It does feel that way. Or winding up, I guess. Mm. But in the process also winding down. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? I do. Um It's like a really good episode of uh Pete and Pete, sort of about just this kind of time, you know? Really? Yep. I missed that show. It's hmm. a good show. Uh, there's a payphone in the middle of town that's ringing that no one has ever answered. Oh. And uh, it turns out it's the telephone worker who used to date Pete's mom calling in hopes that she'll pick up. Oh. It's a great episode. Everyone's like delusional. There's like a freeze tag game happening. I was a little too old for Pete and Pete. You actually weren't, though. I missed it. Because it was... It was good enough that you would have enjoyed it still. I mean, you'll still, you'd still enjoy it, I think. I know, but I think when it came out, it felt like I was too old for it. Right. Um, sure, it was on Nickelodeon and you were uh, in college. So well, <laughs> it's all good. So, yeah. So it kind of felt like that. Um, what's, what's new with you? Nothing. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to sort of fill my time. In a, in a in a meaningful way, which mm-hmm. has been a struggle for me. Uh, often with free time, I don't know what to do with it. So, um, particularly as like Goldberg's has gone back to shooting and I'm not there, mm. it feels really like, well, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. I don't know what to do. Luckily, I'm still getting to play some golf, but that you know that's over by seven twenty in the morning. <laughs> like, well, that was what I did with my day. Um, uh, but that's getting later and later because 
I don't know if you're familiar with the sun, everybody, but it, it seems to be rising later. Mm-hmm. So I'm really looking forward to daylight savings. Isn't that weird? I want that. I want to fall back. Oh, sure. I want it to. Right? Don't I want it to fall back? Yeah. Uh, no, wait, I don't. No. Oh, no, it's going to be worse. Wait. If it falls, so if it's 6 a.m., actually becomes 5 a.m. Yeah, so you yes, do, want, do it want it to fall, fall back. back. If you if you were trying to have it stay light later, you do not want it to fall back. Don't care about that. Yeah. That's not an issue for Matt you. wants light in the morning. Yeah. Like a weirdo. Like okay. a weird old man. Well, you just have to wait till November. I know. I know. I hope you're all looking forward to Movember. <laughs> we'll all be growing mustaches. Um, I mean, honestly, it's sort of, it's weird. It's a weird time for me. And I really am like, I don't know. I have stuff that that is sort of occupying me. Like I have like stuff I'm working on television wise, but the problem with it is it's not structured and there's no particular deadline mm-hmm. so that that's a problem mm-hmm. uh and you know i have to i have to do an, a director's guild orientation on saturday of next week are you excited it's gonna take it's literally from eight to five and you know, you have to if you're ever if you're ever in television, first time director to television, you have to take a a DGA course. Usually, it's in person. Obviously, with the pandemic, it's going to be over Zoom. And you know, I don't know what it's going to be like. I feel like it's all information I already know and have, but like, there's like homework. <laughs> it's like a, they send me like you know, seven pages of Ugly Betty that I got to look at. <laughs> and then, uh, I don't know. Can you fail the class? Can you fail it? I doubt it. You already have a contract. <laughs> um, I mean, maybe you'll learn something. No, I hope to. I'm not, I'm not You're like... You're kind of poo-pooing it. Well, I'm poo-pooing the eight hours on a Saturday on a Zoom. Yeah, but like, don't you think they assume that people are working and... No, no, I get it. But even if it was eight hours on a Tuesday, Mm. I'd be poo-pooing. You think it should be spread out? Yes, I think it should be like two days. Yeah, I hear that. You know, four hours a pop? Yeah, eight hours is a long day. It's a lot to hold your attention, especially over a Zoom. Eight to five is actually nine hours. Well, there you go. That's a lot. That's a lot. I agree with you. But anyway, it's one of those weird quirks, those weird Hollywood quirks, everybody. Mm. But then you'll finish and you'll be in the DGA. Well, no, then oh. I'll actually have to, I think I have to then direct. Oh, I see. <laughs> then pay them their uh, initiation fee, which is a lot of thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. And uh, join the guild. That Join the next guild. I'm collected the guilds, everybody. When are you going to join the uh, PGA. PGA? That's the last one. I need the Professional Golfers Association <laughs> or the Producers Guild of America, which uh, uh, I don't know. That's an interesting one. I'll how does one get into the PGA? That I don't know. I don't know. But I'll be DGA SAG WGA. 
So look out, health insurance. <laughs> you definitely didn't make the SAG minimum to get the health insurance this year. Not this year. So did I do anything this year? No. No, I think I got a residual check from um, an episode of At Midnight. Oh. So it was like probably 28 cents or something like that. So well, there you go. I so made you... 28 cents in 2020. Okay. So it was a tough time, tough year for all of us actors. <laughs> um, someone was asking me about your directing, and they were like, oh, well, he'll be in the DGA. That's the best guild. I was like, okay. In some ways it is. In many ways, actually. The guild usually gets their shit together quicker, negotiating with the MPAA and stuff like that. Often refusing to negotiate with any of the other guilds. <laughs> <laughs> sort of like, eh, we'll 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 do our own thing. Thanks, guys. Bye. <laughs> um Yeah. I mean, I mean I guess they're the least replaceable guild. I beg to differ. Writers? Yeah. No, I mean, but like there's more writers than there are directors, is what I mean. Is that true? I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I don't know what the membership of a director's guild is versus a writer's guild. I mean, I guess... Although, you know, you think about the course of a television season, you might have like 10 different directors in there. 18,600 directors. Oh. That's it? And the WGA... No, the WGA has 10,559 full members and 13,881 other members. That's WGA West. That's us. That's the one. So I think the well, then the DGA has more than us, than the Writers Guild. Yeah, I was wrong. I am a member. I'm going to be a member of all the guilds. And then soon, hopefully, um, some somebody will include me in their Dungeons and Dragons guild. <laughs> um, but yes. Anyway, that's a little fun inside information for you guys about how TV works. You can't direct anything until you do an orientation class. <laughs> the orientation class is on a weekend. Anyway. Hmm. Well, before we take a break, um, I want to read a book email. Oh, book portion. And it's from Marina. And she says, Hi, Matt, Dory, Henry, and Bo. If you're still doing a book portion of the podcast, I just want to say that, Dory, I'm almost done with your book and I'm loving it. I just couldn't put it down. I couldn't put it down this weekend and so looked forward to learning where your life ended up, even though I already know the ending through listening to your pod for three plus years now. I so relate to what you said about not knowing the rules of the girl code. Where do they teach making hats from ribbons? And why is this a thing? I still feel that way, the uh, through becoming a mom, but I'm more okay with just being myself and knowing that I am who I am and accepting that I'm the mom my kids ended up with and that I don't have to fit any mold of an ideal woman mom slash mom. Love the story about Henry at CVS. Sorry, two-year-olds are rough. You can't take them anywhere, but there's light at the end of the tunnel. I also have a five-year-old and I can just take him to Target now with no carts and spend at least 30 minutes there. Mask, don't worry. Just going through the aisles and picking out what we need. It's magical. Take care. Marina, your resident witch, apparently. I never threw up once with either pregnancy and felt mostly okay while working full time. I'm sorry, I'm the worst. From Natick, Massachusetts, 2,100 square feet, two adults, two kids, one hot dog for me over 4th of July weekend, and countless for my five year old who loves them. Oh, that's, I wanted to update everyone. Hot dog count. 
uh, today I had a Costco hot dog. Wow. Because by the time I got out of what I would describe uh, is the pandemonium of the Atwater Village Costco, uh, the the hot dog line was in bizarrely short. Wow. So there you was took one advantage. lady in there was one lady in line. Wow. And I was like, you know, let me see what this all beef hot dog thing is about. It sucked. Really? All beef hot dog. Like, I'm sure as far as beef hot dogs go, the Costco one is great. It's a foot long hot dog. You okay. know, and it's a dollar fifty for the hot dog and a drink. I mean. Um <laughs> but I also want to say the everyone at Costco and Atwater. Why are you applying for a credit card just to get a free Costco cooler? It was insane. And they put it right at the front outside so that getting in was literally impossible. I had to like walk. I parked about as far away as you can as I often do at Costco because I just don't want to fight people. It's not like a Trader Joe's situation, but it could be. It could it could devolve into that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I had to walk. I got to the thing, and then there was no car. Like, <laughs> there were like five, five or six carts, and then I was walking towards the carts, and I felt the people around me mm-hmm. also walking towards the carts. Mm-hmm. And then they all got split off, and then I stood there, and I was like, oh, now there's no carts. And then I looked further down this parking lot, and I was like, oh, my God, there's a whole side parking lot I've never seen in my life. <laughs> And I found a cart there. (laughs) And then I walked in and as I was buying, you know, what we needed, i.e. three pounds of cream cheese. (laughs) It's not an exaggeration. Um, And that's just for Bo to have his pills in uh, because he doesn't like pill pockets anymore. Um, Some fruit and uh, wheat thins. And then I went and waited in line, and then I got cut. Somebody cut me in line. This very old man with his wife, and I didn't bother. Like, there were four people behind me, and none of them said anything either, and I was like, whatever. It was like too much hassle. Yeah. And then finally got out of there. And it was it was just, it was chaotic. To the point where I was like, I don't like this. I don't like that. Costco. Costco. We like Costco, but that Costco has got to go. Yeah. Or they just got to stop giving out coolers at the front. It's crazy. I couldn't believe it. Like the, the I, I, <laughs> I didn't know those free whatevers when you apply for a credit card actually enticed anybody. Apparently, but apparently it's like catnip. Uh, predatory lending, everybody. It's the best. Mm. Um, all right, we'll be right back, right? Yeah. Okay. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. 
How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? <laughs> but they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. <laughs> That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hello. We've returned. Hello. While we were gone, I joined another guild. What? Yep. Which guild? The The Musicians Guild of Guitar Center. Is that a thing? Wow. Okay. Wow, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Um. Well, we should also remind people that they can email us at dorianmatt at gmail.com or mattandory at gmail.com. And our phone number is 413-461-BABY. And if you are the person who has signed us up for a million mailing lists, I hate you. Someone has done that? Yes. Why? I don't know. I've had to block so many email addresses in the last couple of days. Maybe it just like got out there in some sort of data breach. Maybe. I don't know what the hell. We it seems to have, for. it seems to have maybe stopped. I think I might've like gotten all of them, but like I bet it'll start up again tomorrow. Um, oh, I, what else did I, I wanted to say to people listening regarding, I, oh, here's the thing that I didn't update anyone on. This feels like it should have been at the top of the show, but it wasn't. Uh, Dory accidentally got me into vinyl again. 
um, in a, in a way that I don't know that she was prepared for. I should have anticipated this. <laughs> so for my birthday, she got me the release the the twentieth anniversary. That's so crazy. Twentieth anniversary of shoots to of not shoots an arrow of uh, Owen Vernon World, the Shin's first album. And then I was like, oh, why don't I have any other Shins on vinyl? So then I started to look into it, and then I'm like, oh, this is this one's blue. <laughs> this is a. Uh, orange vinyl version of uh, Shoots to Narrow. I've got a marble version of Heartworms. I was, and I was like, oh, this is interesting. And then I, and then I started going, well, what, what else is out there? What do I need on vinyl? Quote, unquote. <laughs> and then, of course, you know, this was also like the 50th anniversary of All Things Must Pass, the George Harrison record. That was coming out on vinyl. And I had pre-ordered that. And that shows up. And I, and I, and I, and I was just like, well, this is interesting. So then I then I started listening to the records in our house with our regular turntable, and it was slow. Mm-hmm. It was weird. It was like everything was like very well. I mean, totally, it was off. Like I would try to play my guitar with something, and I was like, "Oh, this is like not working." And then I, oh, it was, it was playing a little fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then I tried to weigh it down with like a nine volt battery <laughs> to try to get it to slow down just enough and i could get it i could get it to the right pitch with my finger anyway i decided i needed a new turntable so then i'm like looking into turntables and i was like oh my god people everyone makes turntables again it's bizarre and then i was like well I c- okay let me get let me replace this turntable with at least the slightly decent turntable and i did and then I was like, oh, I wonder if I could play this in this. And then I was like, oh, I need, I started playing it. I was like, I need a preamp for this thing. So then he had to go, I had to go find a preamp because <laughs> there's no, and I, and I was just like, I have a, I have a, I have a office full of actual tube amplifiers and I have to go buy a stupid preamp for a, for a record player. I used to have a set of a Gibson amp that that was stereo and you could plug it also had a phone you could plug in rca cables for a turntable into it mm-hmm. and i never used it for that purpose even though i probably should have anyway i sold that amp to 1961 stv80 i believe anyway that's not important what is important now is that i'm i'm Sort of going through trying to find everything on vinyl. And then I was like, oh, you know, it'd be great on hi- vinyl, the high fidelity soundtrack. And then I was like, oh, they p- they made it once in 2015 for Record Store Day on orange vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> so then I like find the oldest listing and make that guy an offer. And he's like, yes. <laughs> Immediately accepts it. And then I was like, oh, I want. Did. did uh, like one of my favorite albums of all time is Fiona Apple's second album, When the Pawn. And then I had to track that down. That was out of print. Everything's like, everything was like made briefly and then not. Mm-hmm. Or it's co- like Elvis Costello. Um, what is it? Uh, his record, uh, yeah, Costello Interactions. God, what's the name of the record? Hmm. Anyway, he's gonna. That's gonna release coming up in September. So it's like either everything's 
about to be released or was released not long ago. Very briefly. I tracked down. I tracked down a copy of Odelay, Beck's second album, and I was like, "Oh, this is cool." And then I was like, "Oh my god, there's a there's a blue one." Oh boy! <laughs> Welcome to Matt's Vinyl Podcast. Hi, everyone. I'll review vinyl podcasts with with. I just review podcasts about vinyl. I don't actually review vinyl. Mm, I see. I see. Anyway, back to thanks everybody. Now, Dory, say something. All right. Well, yeah, I did not know that I was going to lead Matt down this road that we've all been down with Matt many times before with various uh, the collector gene, and sundry you know? collections. Well, my so friend. I, I do, you know, I, I was very like, I felt very gratified that like a gift from that I'd gotten for Matt seemed to like really hit the mark because, you know. I'm hard to buy gifts he's for. hard to, he's really hard to buy gifts for and in fact he admitted that he had almost bought that album for himself i did like a few days earlier like i had just been like sort of looking into shins merch or something like that i was like yeah oh, so i just like happened to, to have gotten it for him. so i you know i was like very pleased with myself and now i've like opened up this floodgate and i'm like why did i buy that album well, my friend andy last in march or april whatever the kings of leon they're um their album came out. He sent over because he's their manager. He sent over uh, all three or four versions of that album on vinyl. He sent it over to me, and I was and he sent he sent it to me also on cassette. They released a cassette of it too, and I and I replied to him. It's like I feel my you, I said I feel very seen <laughs> because of like my collector bug, like to have each version of the thing. Mm. I'm like this this feels right, and then I sort of let it go and didn't think about it again until uh, Dory struck that chord. Oh, boy. Because it was James Mercer. It was probably uh, B minor. <laughs> All right, everyone. Um, let's hear from some more listeners. This is from Anonymous. Hi, Myra family. In addition to keeping up with your current episodes, I'm listening back to episodes when Dory was pregnant with Henry as I progress in my own pregnancy. As I listened to this week's episode, 35 Pregnancy-Wise, I was surprised to hear you read an email I had sent. What? Did you forget? This was in the beginning of my divorce when I was going through a lot of self-doubt and a crisis of self-confidence. I just wanted to say that you guys gave me great advice and even just hearing you sympathize with me was helpful. I did find a psychiatrist in addition to my therapist, and I also leaned into things I enjoyed doing, which led to my new marriage. I'm in such a better place now and so excited to be starting a family with someone who truly is my person. So anyways, thanks for helping this sad lady get through one of the most difficult times of her life. I would like to know that you pro- you didn't say it in the email, but I'm guessing you found him while you guys were at a record shop because you collect vinyl now. <laughs> um. Anonymous, this is so cool. This is very gratifying. and um, It's wild to think about the fact that we were doing that podcast 35 weeks into you being pregnant with Henry. She has had time to... How, that's how long ago yeah. that was. She's had time to it's a different, get fully divorced, meet, a different someone, life. meet someone, and marry them. Yeah, so if you're listening to this podcast right now and you're kind of in a shitty space, just know that 
down the line, we'll still be here and your life will be very different. Ours will be exactly the same. Ours will be fairly similar. <laughs> Hopefully Henry will be potty trained. And how many, which guild will I be in then? Who knows? Um, hey, guess what? We have some voicemails. Oh, I, I was not ready for that. I was not either. But I can be fairly quickly. Um, those people who left voicemails, obviously, they called the the four six four one four. What is it again? Four one three four six one baby. Yeah. Wow. I just wanted to say the phone number again. Sound professional, but you know, alas. Um. Thank you. You're welcome for doing that. So last week we had heard from a listener who was wondering about exercising post transfer. Do you recall this? Yes, the EPT. Yes. Um. So we heard from a couple of people about this. Hi, Matt. Hi, Dory. Um, this is Aaron calling from Portland, Oregon. I'm very, first of all, I want to just give you my gratitude for your podcast, for sharing your journey. It is difficult to do. Um, and sharing that journey also in your book, Dory. Uh, bought the book, pre-ordered it. I heard other people call in saying they pre-ordered it for their friends. I am ordering them for my friends, but missed that pre-order mark. And I'm sorry that you guys had to rough flight travels and rough transfer information and rough um, not making the New York Times bestseller but list. But you made such a good effort on all of those things and um, just sending lots of love. And thank you again for sharing your journey. It's hard to do. Um, but anyway, I had to pause the pod because of the person I called in asking about post-transfer exercise. Completely agree with you, Dory, that if you're going to second guess it, just take those 10 days and, um, you know, just be, do what you can to do to be relaxed. And I also am uh, pretty athletic and active and have a hard time being still, especially for anxiety. I also like to run and bike everywhere and had a hard time, you know, with all of the pauses on exercise as well. But just wanted to chime in that I went through several acupuncturists or just a couple that I was kind of back and forth between. And that last transfer, we had a new doctor, a new acupuncturist, all kind of the last minute. We were like, oh, well, all these new things. And it was the transfer that I actually took. And the acupuncturist is just wonderful at fertility. And she actually recommended that I do a minimum of four to five days of bed rest afterwards with like a 30 to 45 degree angle. You know, I can sit and watch movies and read. And I actually, even with my active lifestyle, loved it. I just sat there and ate my pineapple and palm juice and good foods and chocolate cake. And um, I think I read Eat, Pray, Love or watched Eat, Pray, Love or something. Just something just that I could just slip away into and be lost in. And I remember, Dory, you doing some post-transfer um TV show or movie watching, and it's just like after having, um, actually I have had a successful transfer, and that was, and it was wonderful, and after having that, I'm hoping to transfer my second embryo and know that anything could happen, but kind of look self-care time I get, um, so anyway, it was actually lovely, and I enjoyed it far more than I thought. Also, I wanted to chime in to someone who called in about progesterone shot help, one thing that worked for me um, is, like, you go to the doctor and you get this blood drawn and you all the time, and you have to do all these tests, and then you have to take all these shots. And I told my husband, I was like, I deserve a lollipop. Why is there not a lollipop at the doctor's office? And he's like, you're right. And we created a chocolate jar for me. <laughs> she called back. 
because she ran out of time. I, by the way, this is Aaron. She can she can host this podcast. It's fine. <laughs> Again, and I went over, but I just wanted to say that my husband created a chocolate jar for me, and I got a little tiny, um, you know, like one inch square chocolate, dark chocolate every time I got a shot. Uh, so <laughs> that really helped um, with that. It also helps preparing the needles myself to get over a fear of needles. Um, didn't like doing it, but you know, it helped. I still didn't do most of my shots. I was like you, Dory. I just did one when I was out of town by myself. So, um, anyway, lots of gratitude towards you and Matt and sharing your story through the good and the bad, um, and helping, really helping to get through this. I also heard about the podcast from my geneticist. Um, so good job, you guys, and have been listening almost from the beginning. And also regarding the yoga post transfer, on the Facebook group, someone posted a lovely um, yoga poses for that two-week wait, and I did that. It felt really good. So um, maybe check out the Facebook group. It's just kind of some some easy little poses we can do to just kind of even just listening to the person on the video was helpful, knowing that we're all going through this together. So good luck to everyone out there. Um, Happy to hear more updates from you, Matt and Dory. Um, 1,300 square foot house in Portland, Oregon with a wild, anxious dog and our eight-month-old um, science baby. Thank you so much for helping him be in this world with us. Bye. Uh, we take all the credit in the world. <laughs> so you're welcome. Um, thank you for this. Guys, chocolate jar. Chocolate jar. That's my takeaway. <laughs> Um, all right, we heard from another listener about this, so here we go. Hi, Matt and Dory. I was just pausing the pod um, to reply to the uh, woman who called in about not being able to exercise after her transfer, um, just to kind of offer sympathy. My clinic always said don't ex- exercise, um, and it took us four transfers to get pregnant. So I think the whole year that we were going through IVF, was a real start and stop as far as physical activity and just to kind of echo Dory's sentiment, it sucks, especially if you are somebody who likes to use, you know, physical activity as stress relief. Um, it was definitely difficult for me to try to figure out now that I couldn't go to yoga and I couldn't run, um, how to deal with those things, uh, you know, especially since throughout our, like, nine-year fertility odyssey, that's what I always did was run and go to yoga. Um, and kind of similar to Dory, Once I was cleared and I kind of was a little bit more active, I had some spotting um, that just absolutely terrified me. And for most of my pregnancy, I didn't do anything besides walk for the same reason, that if something had happened, I would blame myself. Even if it wasn't because of the exercise, I knew it would be in my head that way. Um, It definitely sucks. And I'm not going to lie, now that I'm, you know, six, seven months postpartum, uh, it's not fun to get back into shape. But, you know, kind of like what Dory said, like, it really is a short amount of time of your life. You'll get there eventually, um, you know, and at the end of the day, like, I, I'm never going to have the body that I had before I had my little boy, but I would rather have him than a six-pack. So, you know, it's definitely worth it. Mm. Um, so this Take is Jeff with about 1,100 square feet, uh, a year-old Australian shepherd, an old cranky cat, and a six-month-old science baby. Oh, and hot dogs, probably more than I should have had because once I was allowed to eat them again, I gorged on hot dogs. Um, Smith's hot dogs, which are a regional thing in Northwest Pennsylvania, and I highly recommend them. All right, I like a I like a hot dog recommendation. I like a regional hot dog recommendation. Well, you know, I just I wasn't aware of how 
divided the country was on hot dog brands, you know? Yeah. It's like there are some national brands, like your Ballparks and your Nathans. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it really does seem like your all the good brands are regional. Mm-hmm. Man, it does. Love a bucket of KM natural casing. <laughs> or Essams. Yesum, it's Essam. Oh yeah, I remember that. Um all right. Let's take another break. Okay, we'll be right back, everybody. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, everyone. We're back. Hello. Exciting news. If you're uh, pr- streaming things, Amazon Prime, Garth Marenghi's Dark Place is available now uh, streaming on Prime. As I was saying to Dory, it's why I bought a region-free DVD player. But didn't watch it on DVD. Didn't watch it on DVD. Or Blu-ray. I don't know. Whatever. Um. All right. Well, we have another voicemail. I think so. Go ahead and hit that button that will play that thing. It's not playing now. Are you plugged in? What do you mean? Am I plugged in? Like you know, to the world, baby. You yeah. Plugged in. I'm. I'm plugged in. You know in. what's happening out there? Are you plugged in? Oh boy. All right. Let's try this again. All right. How? How? Hey, we did it. Hi, Matt and Dory, longtime listener. I've got a science baby that was born just a few days before Henry. So I'm so thankful for all of the experiences you've shared with us. I'm calling, hoping that you can put out a signal for me. My very best friend um, for, you know, 20 plus years has a five-year-old and a four-month-old and uh, about six weeks ago went through a really, really terrible, totally unexpected episode of postpartum psychosis and she was hospitalized involuntarily for three weeks, which was devastating for all of us, um, obviously particularly for her. And she was breastfeeding and had to stop doing that. And that was really important to her. And um, it's just been really terrible. And so she's obviously still receiving treatment now that she's out of the hospital. But I'm really calling to see if there's anyone who has been in the situation before and come out the other side of it that can talk a little bit about one, sort of what that's like, um, and two, what people who are closest to you can do to really help support. Um, I've been through my own sort of bumps, you know, in the road with IVF and parental loss and things like that, but never anything quite like this. And I just want to make sure that I'm doing absolutely everything I can um, to support my best friend because she's unbelievable um, and has been there for me through so many ups and downs. And I just want to be there for her. So if you're able to share that signal, I would really appreciate it. I am um, two adults and one science toddler in um, approximately 4,000 square feet outside of the Toronto area. And we also have a 65 pound Bernadoodle who is a delight. Um, zero hot dogs, just definitely zero, always zero. <laughs> um, and I really appreciate everything you do. Thanks. Uh, thank you uh, for the message. The signal's out. The signal has gone out. Sorry that your friend um, 
was Went going through, through that. that. Yeah. Uh, side note, I, I knew you were Canadian before you said that. That's just me. I did too. I'm a dialect expert. Thank I, you. I did too. All right. This is from Molly. Dear Matt and Dory, listening to episode 341, and I had to pause the pod to write to you. Dory, I related so much to your stress about feeling like Henry should be able to entertain himself more. I sometimes wonder if some of my favorite parenting philosophies and experts end up making me more stressed out. The idea that kids should be able to entertain themselves is so awesome, but I think sometimes I get really down on myself that my son isn't doing it more. And then it's like I'm adding guilt and worry onto a situation that is already kind of annoying. Maybe entertaining themselves should be a goal, but not a standard. And even those five seconds or two minutes that they do it should count as a win. It was funny to listen to you and Matt discussing it because I imagine he hasn't been steeped as much in some of that advice. So he was like, why does this bother you? Are you just really tired? Love you guys in the pod. Thanks for all you do. You are great parents. Molly in 650 square feet in Brooklyn with two adults, two kids. And one cat. Jesus Christ. 650 square feet. Maybe three veggie dogs this year. Oh, my God. Whatever. You're in Brooklyn. The city's your living room. <laughs> I mean, you know, they probably don't have a lot of stuff. Maybe they're right next to the park or something. Or like a couple blocks from it. And they probably don't have a lot of stuff. I mean, 650. That's twice the size of this room. Uh-huh. I mean, where are you guys going to sleep? This is my room. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, Molly, it's funny because this weekend he was really, he was he was playing a lot more by himself than he had been. You know, it's interesting. I'm, you know, just watching him as a, as a, just develop as a human being. I feel like the language, the articulation of the language, I think is putting him is giving him peace of mind in a way mm. where he's like, okay, yeah. All right. They understand. Mm-hmm. And like, now I'm going to go do my thing. Mm. That's interesting. Well, it's like, like when we were driving today to the park and you asked him to use his words because he kept going Mm-mm, and we didn't, we didn't know what that meant. Uh, we were like, what? Cause I like, wasn't looking at him. I was driving. And he wanted a snack. We finally said snack. But he said sack. And I was like, you want a, what, a sack of what? <laughs> and then you deciphered it was snack and he was hungry. Um, but yeah, it's like that, that kind of communication has not been possible previously. Right. So I think. That's interesting. I hadn't thought about it quite like that. That it's like, it's it like. It makes his life less stressful because yes. he can actually communicate what he needs. Exactly. Yeah. So if he needs water, if he needs, you know, whatever, or if he like needs Dita far away, <laughs> like I, I know that means he needs me to go hit a ball really far away. <laughs> um, far away, far away. You know what else is really, is really sweet is like, I'm also... It's all. I'm also seeing that like he's absorbed so much. Like yes. when they say like, oh, they like they are absorbing stuff, but like you don't see the result of it for yeah. a long time. But yeah. like tonight in the bath, he wanted. We have these um colored soap, like uh, Crayola, Crayola, soap. like finger paint soap. Yeah, in different colors, and he he wanted one, and I handed it to him, and he said, "Thank you, Mama." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
And like, you know, we've never made him say please or thank you, but like we try to model it. And like, well, tonight for the first time ever, he said just on his own, night, night, Dita. Yeah. It was just like, oh, but. Uh, so then, it's just, it's, it's, it's like crazy to just like start seeing all that stuff happen. Yes. And also like the other day, he tried to put a nine volt battery on the turntable because he had seen me do that when I was trying to to slow down the broken turntable. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's all it's all interesting. Just what <laughs> Also, now when I take it when I pick him up and take him out of my office, he always says, "Hi pool." Oh. <laughs> he, says, he says hello to the pool. <laughs> now, of course, as I know from being a person who did not have kids forever, Listening to people talk about funny things their kids say is annoying, and we're sorry. But this is a podcast about us and our child, so. I know. Big new news. Big new news. Um, All right. Here is another voice memo. Hey, Matt and Dory. It's Danielle. I'm from New Zealand. I was going to email. I knew that. I thought Matt might get a kick out of my accent. So <laughs> I do. Have at it. <laughs> um, I've been listening to you guys since the beginning, and I think right near the beginning. It's like Taika uh, Waititi called email of mine, and I was about <laughs> yes, to have it's exactly like that. to see whether um, the last transfer we were ever going to do stuck. Um, and she's now four and <laughs> doing art and sneezing in the corner. <laughs> um, I just wanted to stop the pod and have a quick... Um, chat about um, the boundaries and um, individual play and stuff like that um, that you mentioned with Henry. Um, I wouldn't worry about it too much, though I know how annoying it is when you're just following you around and you just need like a moment to yourself to maybe put a bra on. Um, But it does come. Um, They will follow you and it's fine. What I started to do do is that... I would go into another room to do whatever I did. She followed me, she followed me. I didn't always have to pay 100% attention to her. And um, yeah, and and she kind of got the message. She might just play around or, you know, go investigate something else or might ask a question, but you don't have to answer them 100% of the time. Um, Now that she's four, probably from when she started to be three, four, um, the individual play really does kick in and, you know, she'll spend like, like a good half hour or whatever by herself. If I leave the room, she'll stay where she is. She's now starting to go in, up into a bedroom and play by herself as well. So that's actually really cool to see that develop. It comes with age at the moment. He just wants to be around you guys all the time. He doesn't understand the separation, especially since you guys have been in lockdown for so long um, and haven't really been out or going to nursery or anything like that. So it will come. Don't worry. Um, don't need to worry about boundaries or anything at this age. I don't think it would work, to be honest. Um, at least not from my experience. Um, but yeah, um, we live in a, I don't know, feet. So we're doing a 200 meet square metre house um, in, in Auckland, uh, north of Auckland rather, near the beach, which is lovely. No hot dogs because that's not really part of our culture. Quite <laughs> a few sausages though. I don't know if that counts. It probably doesn't. It doesn't. Um, You're right. Anyway, love to you all. Uh, thank you. It's good to hear a Kiwi. Mm-hmm. My old uh, Pilates instructor was from New Zealand, and she really sounded like her. Um. Yeah, I mean, like the uh, 
that it's just the, I don't know, it just sort of makes everything sound a little more relaxed. <laughs> mm. Well, they're relaxed because they know that, you know, they're, they'll, they'll be protected when climate change affects everyone else in the world. Well, you know, look, more power to them. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. Moving on. Mm-hmm. Um, we have another, we actually have another voice memo. This is uh, lovely and out of control. I know. I love that so many people sent us voice memos this week. Did I guilt them? Hello, everyone. Yes. Oh, okay. um, I just wanted to send this message after your last podcast um, because I just laughed so hard when I was listening to Matt describe his morning. That sounds exactly like every single outing I have with my boy. I think Eli and Henry would be fast friends. Um, he is one month younger than Henry and right down to he hates seeing the garbage cans left open and um, pretty much everything you described was Eli to a T. Um, I also don't, so don't ever take Henry to the kids clothing section of Target um, because Eli loves to pull everything off of the shelves and the hangers off the walls and he just thinks that is the most hilarious thing in the world watching me pick it up as he's pulling the next set off um i I was wondering if you guys have a balance bike for him because we we had one for my older girl and she just hated it she was too scared of the wobbliness of it but eli has been using one for the last few months and just absolutely loves it he is practically gliding on his own now Um, I think if we did it more, he'd probably already be gliding. So you might think about getting a balance bike if if that's something Henry might be into. Um, The other quick thing, while I have you on the phone, I I figured I'd update you. I called a while ago, some months ago. I was the lady whose husband put a bug in her ear about having a third kid. and, um, And then we went to try to go through IVF and actually my insurance, we thought my insurance wasn't going to approve it because my numbers were so terrible, but um, I'm 40. I just turned 40 this week, actually. Um, but we actually ended up going through two cycles of IVF. We got approved for two. And uh, in both of them, I either ended up with zero eggs or one egg that basically disintegrated when they tried to inject oh, it wow. with the sperm. So uh, results did not end up too good there. Um we were considering donor egg for a while, and I encourage people who are considering donor egg to join uh, the, the the donor conception group out there. And it took me a few months to really not be completely scared of the idea um, after listening to donor conceived people. But I also listened to a few different podcasts, um, um, fertility. Oh, shoot. No, I'm not remembering the names of them. But one of them is Jana Rupnow. Her her podcast gets a lot of different perspectives. And it was really, um, really helpful to hear all these different perspectives on donor conception. Ultimately, I think we decided, I'm at a point now where we decided if that we're just done. So we've got the two kids. I'm sort of moving on. And I don't think I'll ever be able to kind of look at a new baby or look at a pregnant lady and not have a little bit of resentment, but that they got to choose to do that. But at the same time, I'm, I'm happy with my two kids and we're sort of just moving on, um, moving on with our family as is. I'm, I'm kind of happy to be done with each little stage 
I can't imagine being up all night again with another one. Um, so I'm happily enjoying the moments we have. Um, all right. Thank you for listening and good luck with all your decisions and about uh, another one and all of that. And I love listening to your podcasts and I loved both of your books and uh, I look forward to whatever you're doing next. Thank you. Both of Dory's books. I have not written a book in case that sentence was unclear. <laughs> what if you had? I'd be like, oh yeah, I never told you. Yeah. Um, also, she emailed to clarify that the podcast. I'm John Grisham. Oh, <laughs> shouldn't we be richer? We are. Uh, <laughs> I have a house I've been keeping from you. Oh, okay. It's full of my stuff. <laughs> I mean, that does not surprise me. Um, the podcast, she emailed to say that the podcast she mentioned is actually called Infertility Feelings. It's not the Jana Rupnow podcast. All right, everyone, find out what that podcast is. What else is she listening to? Who knows? Um, who knows? All right. Um, this is from Lauren. Hi there. I'm having a wonderful Sunday morning reading Dory's book, and I just got to the part where you both go to Disneyland on a second date. I was so stunned. What an expensive second date. Did Matt pay for the ticket? I feel like after that, it made sense for you to go to New York together. I'm wondering what that situation was like from Matt's point of view. Where is this? It's the next one. Oh, I'm like, Jory's making up an email. (laughs) (laughs) Did he also have an immediate good feeling about Dory? Like, what's he thinking? This girl is the one. I'm going to snatch her up by taking her to Disneyland. (laughs) My husband and I bonded over a love of Disneyland. So I really loved reading about this moment. I hope I don't sound judgmental. I was just thinking that Matt must have been serious from the start since he decided on Disneyland (laughs) for a second date. Anyway, you both are the best. Lots of love to Henry and Bo. No hot dogs, 1,500 square feet in Burbank with a husband, baby, and a very anxious dog named Leroy. Uh, I did pay for the... T- I was a TV writer. I, I think a- you also had an annual pass. Yeah, I had an annual pass and I was a single TV writer. So right. I had money. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> was living in a townhouse that cost what did it cost it was like 2300 2350 a month oh those are the days which you know is a lot a to lot some people but in los angeles it's you know, yeah for what for how big that apartment was it was not a lot two floors baby yeah two floors and stairs can you believe it wow anyway uh yes i paid and did i did i yes i did i had the same feeling dory had um I'm also trying to remember. I'm trying to remember who I, I feel like I talked to Kula about it, and I think that was before New York, so that must have been like that Thursday or Friday. Mm. Um, but yes, I remember saying to him, "I was like, I think I, I think I'm, I met someone. I think I'm, I, f- I think I, I think I'm good." And I think, and there we go. So, yes, uh, but like the Disneyland of it all was only because she had not, never been, which was wild to me. I was like, you live in Los Angeles? You've never been to I'd Disneyland? only lived here for a year. Still wild to me that in the year, one of the things you didn't do was go to Walt's original park. It's one of the things I didn't do. It's unbelievable. Well, you took me there. We've rectified that, and we have been 
three more times. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Is that really how? Uh, well, we've been to Disney World also. Yeah. But that once, twice. Twice. But that doesn't count. It is funny. It is funny. I mean, if I could go back in time to that moment and go, oh, by the way, you guys, you'll get married. You have a kid. That's great. But you're only going to go to Disneyland in the next five years. Two more times. That's not true. We we definitely went more than that. We went because we went. Did we go with Chris? Did we go with Hardwick? I don't. No, you went oh, with I Hardwick. Went, yeah, I went with. Um. Huh. I don't think we went more than two more times. We went the two times with Henry. I feel like we went another time, just the two of us. Interesting. I'm pr- I'm ninety nine percent sure that we did. All right. Well, obviously, it's the most memorable place ever. We <laughs> definitely remember going that time. Um. Okay. Our last email is from our pal Julia Schulenberg. Also, that was like pre IVF. So just think about the extra money we all had. I mean, <laughs> lol, sob. Um, I mean, I, when that was when I that was when Dory and I met, and I had no credit cards. Also, mm-hmm. Ugh, I was living the life. Mm-hmm. <sighs> just me and a Volvo and a townhouse. Let's 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 enjoy that for a little bit longer, just for a second. Okay, we're back. Hi, everyone. Uh, Julia writes, good afternoon, Dory and Matt. Meyer is actually Dutch. The re- only reason I know this is because I grew up in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and went to high school with the grandson of the founder who was a year behind me. She's referring to the grocery store. M-E-I-J-E-R. Oh, my, my. I assume it's pronounced Meyer. I don't know. Yeah. Yes. Um, and Julia. Oh, because I talked about Mjolnir. Yeah. Is in 840 square feet with one cat, one husband, and a total hot dog consumption this year of 12. Whoa, a dozen dogs. That's yep. two packs of buns. <laughs> yep. And with leftover, with four leftover. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, packs of eight for some reason. Yeah. <sighs> if you were like working for Big Bun, why wouldn't you just put out a 12 pack? And be like, we've done it. <laughs> High five each other in your lab coats. Did you just say Big Bun? Yeah. <laughs> we're out there working for Big Bun. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Um, That's it. Well, that was an exciting wrap up. It was. Show and to our Disneyland adventures. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. If you want to support the show, you can do so by getting on board that Patreon train. Where there's okay. a lot of back episodes. A lot of back episodes. New podcasts coming out every month. We got two to do this month. And uh, you can get those by supporting the show. If you do so at the $5 level, not only do you get one additional podcast every month, but you get your name read on the show as a thank you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and you can get up to two podcasts every month. Head over. Find out how. Patreon.com forward slash excellent adventure. Now a thanks to Cheryl Quick. Um, Christina. Cr- Claire Dealey. Crescent Martin. Crypto Matt. Uh, Danielle Nutriforo. Deanna McLean. That's right. Eleanor Powell. Elizabeth K. Ellen M. Emily Harden. Uh, Freya. Gita Drury. Heather. Jane Ennis. Jennifer Seiko. Jennifer T. Brennan. Jenny Fick. Jesse Fisher. Jesse Labatty. Labatty? I'm going to say Labatty. Janani. Because, like, if 
like you're showing a movie. You're La Betty. Yeah. Uh, Joanna Reinwald. Karen Perelman. Katie Allen. Carrie L. And Kristen Anderson. Thank you all so very much. We'll see you next week. Bye.